basketball team played at Break the Record Night to a full audience. From the Blue Devil Hub, this is the News Cycle. I'm Nani Grigor, and today's Monday, February 6th. As per tradition, the bleachers were filled to the brim at the Women's Break the Record Night. The Women's Basketball Break the Record Night took place this last Friday, the 3rd of February. Taking place a week following the men's Break the Record Night, they fell Sheldon, narrowly losing 44-40 to in a close and exciting game. The environment was lively as the game was advertised with a whiteout day to school the day of. Leading up to the Break the Record Night game, video merchant, a sophomore, was excited for both the support from the fans as well as the impact that the game would have on the league standings. I'm super pumped. I'm excited. Um, I feel like it'll be really fun to like play with a large crowd. I think it'll be a fun game. I think it'll be close, and I think it'll get us really pumped. I think when we play with a crowd, I feel like we like really pick up our energy and stuff. Yeah, I feel like it just means a lot to the team just to have people come out and watch our games because we don't normally get that large crowds. Yeah. Prior to this game, the team was in fourth place with only three more games until playoffs. With only four teams making it, each game is very important. Yeah, so like the, for the next two days of practice, we're definitely going to be like doing a lot of practice and pre- preparation for this team. Um, we've lost against them last time, so hopefully we'll come out with a win. We're currently at fourth, so if we like get another win, we might be able to like secure a better spot for playoffs. Support for the women's basketball team went past the students, and staff came to support as well. Principal Geigel with more. I mean, I, I think we're, we have the, the schedule uh, and we pump our students up to attend to each of the games. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm here and our admin team is present to, to root our girls on. He speaks to the atmosphere of the game as well. Our girls played awesome, right? Very hardworking. And yeah, I think that the student energy in the crowd, the families that showed up tonight was awesome. Super positive and pumped up. Unfortunately, despite the support, the team fell four points short. Junior Yasmin Halbrook was disappointed that despite their great efforts, the girls could not get the results that they were looking for. You know, we were playing hard against the other team, and we had good energy from the crowd and all that, but just couldn't make it happen. The girls felt the support from the crowd, but understandably were upset with the results. Kendall Yamaguchi Kabayashi, a sophomore and member of the women's varsity team, it was definitely, the energy really increased, it was really good, and... A lot of preparation was put into the game, and despite the results, the girls were happy with how they played and the effort that they put in. Definitely all of the games coming up are important, but we definitely, we studied their, you know, plays and stuff, definitely tried to prepare us for this game, and we did really well, actually, so. For the news cycle, this is Lucas Liu reporting. Residents of Davis have already been everywhere there is to go, but there are still some hidden gems of things to do in this little town. In a small town like Davis, teenagers can often find themselves in a state of boredom. Surrounded by farmland, unless you're a cow, there's not much to do. Students at Davis High that have lived in Davis long enough share what they do to cure their boredom. Nola George is a senior at Davis High and has been living here for her whole life. Something that I've been doing since I was, what, seven years old is climbing at the Rocknasium. And it's just been a really great time growing up in Davis and having that one spot. It's like my home away from home. After years of experience, George has gone to the point where she is able to create routes, 
This process is called setting. There are different routes on the walls, all made out of like plastic holds. Basically, I choreograph the moves of the climb and I drill the holds into the wall for you to like climb them. And then I forerun it, which is like testing it out. And then if there's any tweaks that need to be made, I do that. And then I tape it and it's up for the, for the rest of the world to climb. She finds a sense of community within the climbing gym. A welcoming sport for anyone who wants to climb. And I've gotten my friends into it and it's super fun. And I totally recommend anyone climbing if they want to. Melody Tun is also a senior and finds a cure to her boredom in another sport. I like going bowling at um, the UC Davis Memorial area, but it's really fun because it's open hella late. Tun described that she's glad that this random hobby has allowed her to feel a greater connection with her friends, and in the process... You can gain, like, bowling skills. Although teenagers find themselves in a fit of boredom often, adults alike struggle to find hobbies that pique their interests. Tina Seichow is a safety supervisor at Davis High and has found a unique hobby that keeps her occupied. I play a lot of volleyball, and I also coach club volleyball in the winter, springtime, and I also coach volleyball in the fall time, junior high. I play for fun here at the high school every Sunday evening and every Wednesday night. She describes that the Sunday group is usually made up of more beginner players, and Wednesdays are more competitive. Both, still, equally as fun. I do recommend adults to come and play if they're interested and also I recommend high school kids who know how to play some volleyball already to come because I have seen some. The high school girls came actually last Wednesday. For the news cycle, this is Alex Mimoto reporting. G Street in Davis has been closed off and there's still a question as to whether or not it will open again. On Tuesday, January 17th, Davis City Council voted to further maintain the closure of the section of G Street between 2nd and 3rd Street. The block was originally closed to automobile traffic during the early days of the pandemic, with the aim of supporting local businesses by helping to provide sufficient outdoor space in accordance with health and safety protocols. Two and a half years after the original closure, the city chose to reevaluate the project. Four proposals for the future of G Street were brought before the City Council at the meeting. Option one was to reopen G Street altogether. Option two was to continue the closure, but to put into place stricter guidelines in a more permanent fashion. Option three was to reopen the road, but with provisions for occasional closures, and option four was to reopen the northbound lane, but to keep the southbound lane closed. Community outreach was performed prior to the council meeting, and the Davis Bicycle Transportation and Street Safety Commission had unanimously recommended to continue the closure, while a survey of the Downtown Davis Business Association found that 40% of their members were in favor of completely reopening the street, while another 30% were in favor of keeping the street completely closed. Ultimately, the council chose to select option 2, which kept the block of G Street closed to automobile traffic. We spoke to Ryan Chapman, the Assistant Director of Public Works Engineering and Transportation, and Traffic Engineer, who spoke on behalf of the city staff at the Tuesday night meeting. Yeah, so last week on uh, January 17th, the city council voted on the G Street item and chose to keep the G Street closed and had take efforts to kind of improve and beautify the area. And a lot of that was really to create an opportunity for a place on the street that would continue to allow outdoor dining and other uses, a place for people to gather and congregate and provide opportunities for special events and other kind of activities. One of the biggest criticisms lobbed at the G Street closure at the city council meeting was its temporary nature. Chapman talked about the G Street closure as it moves forward as a permanent fixture of the Davis landscape. So one of the short-term things we're looking at is just on the south part of G Street between 2nd Street and the 8th Street parking lot, um, going back to the BTSSC to make that portion one way to help with some of the turnaround traffic we've been seeing. 
there, um, addition of additional ADA parking on the outside of the G Street area. In general to the G Street, it would be a look at kind of trash pickup on a more frequent basis. Um, working with Downtown Davis Business Association on some of their thoughts for special events or improvements. Really, at this point, there's going to be a lot of outreach to see what we're looking at as far as that. Um, in addition, we're kind of be working on a set of standards or guidelines for the businesses that have outdoor dining so that they can create things that are a little more permanent, not as temporary as they are right now, that will help create a kind of clear or cohesive standard and improve the aesthetics. For the News Cycle Reporting, this is Ben Mitchell. Well, that's our show for today. The News Cycle is a production of the Blue Devil Hub in association with the Davis Enterprise. Daniel Ruiz Jimenez writes our theme music. The program is produced by Maria Anderson and Nana Gregor. Our executive producer is Elliot Dion. We're trying to grow our listeners. Make sure to share the News Cycle with your friends, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us on the web at bluedevilhub.com, and don't miss our radio broadcasts Monday at 8 and Tuesday at noon on 95.7 KDRT. You can also follow the Hub on social media. We're on Instagram at bluedevilhub and on Twitter at DHSHub. Stay safe, have a good week, and we'll see you next time.